Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tiamanini. On today's episode, I'm in conversation with Sarah Esty, who is currently playing Polly Baker in Ocelo Rep's production of Crazy For You, running in Sarasota, Florida through January 4th of 2024. Having starred in An American Paris on Broadway and on tour, Sarah is quite familiar with the inner workings of a Gershwin musical, but she tells me how difficult it has been to remind her feet that they are in tap shoes instead of point shoes. She told me that a number of the more tap dance experienced members of the company have kind of been her go-tos anytime she can't exactly get the feet right on some of the choreography. We also discussed the differences between being in a show helmed by a director slash choreographer versus when those two roles are done by different people. Sarah has also been in a number of shows that have been directed and choreographed by the great Susan Stroman. And as you very well possibly know, Stro did choreograph the original Crazy For You on Broadway. So we talk about how her fingerprints are all over this production. We also get into why, even though Crazy For You is set primarily in Dead Rock, Nevada, why it might be not only a sneaky Christmas musical, but also a Hallmark musical as well. Of course, if you are a regular listener, you know that I want everything to be a Hallmark movie or at least Hallmark adjacent. So that might be a little bit more on me than on Sarah. I had a fantastic time talking to her. Uh, unfortunately, we just kind of went off on, on different tangents. I, there were so many other things that I wanted to talk to her about, including being the final Meg Giri in Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. The fact that Jodie Benson, who was not only the voice of Ariel in the original Little Mermaid movie, but also originated the role of Polly in Crazy For You on Broadway, she came to opening night of the production at Oslo Rep. So lots of other things I wanted to talk to her about. Maybe I'll get a chance to talk to her again in the future. But I went and saw the production on Wednesday night. It was an utter joy. So much fun. Such incredible talent. Sarah was unsurprisingly phenomenal. And it, it is interesting and something that I had intended to talk to her about was how somebody who comes from such a strict dance background, where obviously if you're a principal dancer in a major ballet company, that is the focus of your life for years and years and years. So it's not a surprise that even though the dance style is different, that she is great in that area of the show, but she's also wonderful in the acting scenes. She's funny. She's tough. She's heartbreaking but she sings phenomenally as well. So when you look up triple threat in the dictionary, there is probably, depending on your dictionary, of course, a picture of Sarah Esty right next to it. Of course, we will have information in the show notes on where you can purchase tickets to see Crazy For You at Oslo Rep in Sarasota through January 4th. And I could not give it a higher recommendation that you should see it if you are in the south slash west side of Florida this holiday season. Also, one of my favorite So You Think You Can Dance competitors of the past decade or so, Bo Harmon, is in the ensemble as well and plays Moose. He's fantastic. All right, now that I've got all of that out of the way, and I apologize for rambling on a little bit, let's get into my conversation with the wonderful and delightful Sarah Esty. So Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you guys have been down in Florida for quite a while, longer than you would normally get for a regional production, right? Yeah, it's been wonderful. We got here, oh my goodness, when did we get here? We got here towards the end of October um, and we started uh, rehearsals almost right away after getting here. And yeah, we had we had quite a lengthy rehearsal process for a regional show. It's uh, you know, we're some of us are used to putting a show up in 10 days or less, but uh so this has been a really nice amount of time to kind of 
really sink into the material and and to know that we're going to get to live in the show for a couple of months is it's really amazing yeah yeah especially i know you've done your fair share of encores productions so getting things up quick and dirty is uh (laughs) is not something you're unfamiliar with so this is nice especially if you're going to you're going to be here for the holidays and everything. It's nice to kind of have that that lead up. Um, so, how has the process been? You guys had opening night last week. I'm coming tomorrow, so I'm going to be I'm going to be there for the show tomorrow. Uh, very excited. So, how has everything gone? Getting down here, getting the show up on its feet, getting an audience out there uh, to to watch. You know, it's been kind of a dream, actually. Uh, first of all, to be in a beautiful place doing what we all love to do. Like there are very few complaints uh, <laughs> when it comes to that. Um, one of the luxuries of being able to travel and 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 put a show on somewhere. Um, and, you know, we had we had a lot of like we were talking, we were just talking about, we had a lot of time to kind of really dissect and decide what we wanted our version of this show to be, um, you know, with our fearless leader, Dennis Jones, uh, who just his brain is a, a phenomenon to me. You know, he just, it's it's really um quite remarkable what goes on in his head. And so to be able to kind of bounce off of each other and collaborate with that was, uh, I mean, a dream come true for me. I've always wanted to work with him, and and this is like the perfect uh, scenario to do so. Um, so the rehearsal process was great. Uh, we had um, the brand new studios over at the Koski. Uh, for you know through the through the company the oslo um it's a beautiful space we had our uh our complete almost complete set from day one the the size of the rehearsals yeah rehearsal studio allowed for the set to be in there so from day one we knew what we knew what dead rock nevada looked like you know so that i never in my life like never in my life have i ever had the actual set to play on from day one um you know, even before we fully formed our characters. So that was kind of really informative in our process uh, and uh, and such a joy. And then to kind of move over to the theater, um, a, a, I guess it would have been a week and a half or so ago now uh, for tech. It, it made it that much more uh, kind of a seamless transition to kind of get, you know, ourselves onto stage. Whereas, you know, we're used to being in a studio with very minimal props and then just being thrown into this world, you know, with like a week to kind of play catch up. But so everything has been really, um, really wonderful. You know, again, I mean, broken record, but very few complaints about how the process has been. And uh, and the audiences have been wonderful. I think we were ready for an audience to see, you know, what they were going to think, what worked pacing wise, what worked, uh, you know, with the choices we were all making. And uh, uh, I have to say, like over we had three previews. And over the course of those three days, I mean, the growth and the kind of, the, the, you know, the dust kind of settled and um, and then opening night was such a blast. It's such a great group of people and that doesn't always happen, you know, so it's it's a really lovely uh, group of humans and artists and uh, and we're just we're having a blast. Yeah. yeah. And I would imagine getting an audience specifically for not only this type of show, but this specific show, like even though it hasn't been on Broadway since that original production, like it's, it's so funny. And I don't know that like maybe people understand like, Oh, it's Gershwin music. I know what Gershwin music's like, but then like, Oh wait, this is a hysterical show. It's so funny. Like I just, I, I forgot, I forgot because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And like, it is 
hilarious and it's heartbreaking and you feel like your heart might explode at some points. We had we had couples dancing in the aisles and singing along to the music. Like it, it just like, oh gosh, it it really does. It's it's a it's it is such an uplifting, hilarious show. I mean, my mom was down for um, this past weekend and she went to she oh, went awesome. she came to all three all three shows naturally. You know, as um, as she does, she, yeah, yeah, as she does. She said, "I need two to cry through and one to like actually watch." And um, and, and she was like, "People that. were just guffawing." I mean, like it it was like comedy hour in there. You know, it's so so it's a yeah, it's a blast. The whole thing is just a blast for sure. And obviously much different type of show and I would imagine much different type of dancing than your previous experience with a Gershwin show uh, couldn't probably be (laughs) night and day in terms of that. (laughs) Correct. But you know, what's funny. I, I do have to say, so my time with an American in Paris was wonderful. It was three years of my life and I, you know, it just, uh, I mean, anything set to the tone of a Gershwin score and music is just going to be, dreamy in itself but um yeah very different i don't have point shoes on in this one i've got some tap shoes on in this one which is a little different a little scarier a little whatever a little out of my comfort zone but but it is a blast and i will say that there are moments that i get very confused about what show i'm in because it's just the story gets a little similar over here and then i'm like wait a minute what's happening am i in paris am i nope i'm a cowgirl but wait but i'm facing a similar situation it's it's so funny. And even, even people, want, you know, my mom who has seen both now is like, I got confused at some point. Do you just forget where you are? But I will say that doing a Gershwin show and just what Gershwin music has meant to me in my life, it feels like I am being, uh, you know, hugged with a very familiar uh you know, warm blanket or family member or something. It feels like home. It feels like home. So it just is is such a pleasure and oh my gosh i just love i love this music so much yeah yeah I, it's interesting you say it it feels like home and a family member because i my grandfather who passed away now 17 18 years ago uh, rhapsody in blue was like his song and so like that was the thing anytime i hear that or when i see an american in paris like that always yeah. sticks to me but correct me if i'm wrong because it's been a while like you I, I haven't seen it since i was in high school uh, uh, uh crazy for you there are some songs that are in both shows, aren't there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Those trunk songs interpolated <laughs> in. Yeah. Yes. yes that oh, makes there's. Sense. We've got "Stairway to Paradise" in both. We've got "I Got Rhythm" in both. There's, uh, there's quite a few overlaps. But I will say, there, something that is fun for me on this side of things is that um, I get to sing some of the songs that I didn't get to sing in an American oh, in Paris. Yeah, yeah. So I get. I get to sing, but not for me, which, uh, which is just one of my favorites. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, so it kind of feels like I'm rounding off this sort of, you know, the, Gershwin, <laughs> the full, the full Gershwin experience and, uh, yeah. oh God, it's such an embarrassment of riches. It really is. And kind of going off of having a lot of experience with Gershwin, while you mentioned Dennis Jones, I want to talk about him here in a second. Like, this is an originally a show that was originally choreographed by Susan Stroman, who you have worked yes. with on multiple yeah. occasions as well. Obviously, Dennis is bringing his own thing to it, but do you still feel some of uh, Stroh's fingerprints oh, on this? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's hard not to, right? Um, you know, Dennis and I were talking about how he, you know, in his 
when when this show came out originally, he was so completely in awe of the dance arrangements and of what Stro did with with those dance arrangements that he was like, I, I can't help it. I'm just like her bi absolute biggest fan. So yeah. I think while he was definitely putting his own flair on it, she's, she's, she's with us. Absolutely. And I, I actually did send her a couple of our production photos and she was like, Oh my gosh, it looks great. So cool. it's uh it's yeah, very, very cool. And um, she's absolutely with us. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, it, it's interesting to me where, and I'm sure it's, it's obviously always been like this with Fosse and Robbins and all that stuff, but working on a show where you have the director who is also the choreographer for you, who has such a substantial dance background, is that different than working on a show where those two roles are split? Maybe just like the conversations that you have with those creators and how you approach what you are doing, both dance wise and character wise. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I have been fortunate to work with separate, uh, you know, two separate beings and, and then also, uh, you know, both in the same person, uh, same person. Um, I will say there is something I really appreciate about someone who comes from a dance background and the way that their brain works informing storytelling, um, in, in the way they inform, you know, character plots and, and directions and stuff like that. Um, because my brain works very similarly to that from a dance perspective, you know? Um, and I also think that dancers and people who have spent a lot of time in the dance world are the best storytellers. I mean, they can physically do it without even saying a word, but they can also, um, you know, there's something to be said for finding your voice uh, and going on that journey altogether. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I kind of love it. I mean, I love when direction can be physically influenced. Um, and also, you know, what translates through the body to kind of like inform your character, I think is a beautiful thing as well. And, um, but it, it absolutely is different because, you know, not everyone in the show is a dancer. I mean, not this show specifically, but in general, you know, sometimes, um, it doesn't translate and sometimes it's kind of, there's kind of a disconnect there, but depending on, uh, what, what your strengths are and stuff like that. But I, I do love working with director choreographers because there's so many, um, you know, avenues for conversations. It's like through dance, not through dance, but let's talk about it. And, oh, you know what I said, what, you know what I mean when I say this, or if I do this, it's like, oh yeah, that physicality. So it's, um, it's such an interesting uh experience to work with one person who wears so many different hats you know i really um i admire that a lot so yeah yeah i love that and and you know also but there's also something to be said for someone just caring for the for the dance part of it and then someone really just diving into the um to the meat of the of the yeah. book and stuff like that so yeah i would imagine it with working with a director slash choreographer is almost like you're being able to communicate someone who's with someone who's is bilingual who like you can have yes, the one way to talk about this and then another way that's exactly correct i mean there it's it's like a number of different languages absolutely that that is exactly it yep yep well earlier you said that obviously this is a much different style of dance than maybe you've done in either a grocery show but your background and i'm sure you trained in many different things but you're 
background is in ballet and you're strapping on those <laughs> tap shoes now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm sure you've done this many times before, but like now you're at the center of this show. There's a lot of tapping in this show, oh, which, yeah, I, which I love. So how do you have to, one, not just learn the choreography, but like get your body to kind of get rid of the years and decades worth of that mm. ballet training and like, oh, yeah, my feet have to do something completely different now. It's so funny, the struggle, the mental struggle. <laughs> I literally have to be like, okay, feet, listen up. You can't tense. We're not in a point shoe. We're not supposed to go on your toes. You have to relax and just let, let it happen. And so to not, to like fight the impulse to manipulate and like make things happen and to just sit, you know, put your weight maybe in a different spot and let your feet relax. I mean, it, it definitely has not been easy, um, but I am, I am surrounded by a company of incredible tap dancers. And that is my favorite way to learn is kind of being, you know, plopped in the middle of people who really know what they're doing. Um, and and I, I've always loved tap dancing, but it is, it does feel like a second or a second or third language to me for sure. Um, I think that, you know, having been in the ballet world for so long, I do have a certain sense of determination and discipline. So I'm, I am really working hard at it um, and having a blast doing it and, and, and knowing that I have a company of incredible people around me supporting me and, and helping me. And, you know, it's, we call it shuffle Academy. I'm like, okay, I need shuffle Academy sidebar here. Cause <laughs> I don't know how to do this step. Um, but, but again, uh, you know, I'm in awe of tap dancers. They're like percussionists to me and I'm yep. obsessed with percussion. So it's like, uh, you know, I, every day I'm learning more and more. So it's great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the, the incredible cast that you have in, Oslo always has incredible companies in their shows, whether it is folks from Florida or the the Southeast or people like yourself uh, coming from New York. And of course, I, when you're talking about tap dancing, having Danny Gardner in the show is obviously like Hello. one of the best. Hello. So that's always awesome. Yeah. But I, talk a little bit about the the people that you're doing this show with. You know, you said in general, great to have them there for Shuffle Academy, but yes. getting to develop <laughs> this show with folks maybe some that you knew already and then some maybe that you didn't. Uh, how yeah. has that been? And give me a little, since I'm coming tomorrow night, give me specifically an insight into who I'm going to see. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. You're in for a treat. So I, I did know a handful of people coming into this. Um, some very good friends, which that rarely happens where you get to do shows with, you know, uh, friends you're super close to. Um, and you know, friends, friends of friends that I'd only, you know, known of or, 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 um, uh, or met in passing. But, uh, yeah, Danny, I mean, Danny Gardner is just, you're going to just yeah. absolutely, <laughs> he's, he is such a comedian. Like I cannot even look at him without feeling like I'm about to laugh, but Sarah, you can't laugh right now. You're on stage. Um, we've got uh, Daniel Plimpton, who plays Bobby Child, who is just a joy. I mean, he he's so talented and he has so much energy all the time that I'm just like, if I'm ever feeling a little under or a little tired, I just look at Daniel and I'm like, oh, it's fine. We're going to be just fine because he's just like, let's go. You know, um, I've really, really enjoyed uh, creating a partnership on stage with him. Um, great energy to bounce off of and 
Yeah, it's been a blast. I'm in awe of his talent for sure. Um, we have, so his wife, I knew before Darian Crago, she is our associate choreographer and dance captain and she's in the show as well. She and I did a show together in 2019 and became fast friends. So it's, it's, it's so, it's just so wonderful to have friends and a support system while you're doing a really hard show, you know, it just is. Um, and I knew Danny before and oh my goodness. Oh, this past summer. So this is kind of a funny story. So my, my identical twin sister is also in the business and mm. she was doing um, a production of An American in Paris at the Cape Playhouse. I, yes. I think I knew that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And uh, Barrett Riggins, who plays Lank in our show here, played Adam Hochberg in An oh. American in Paris at the Cape Playhouse. So he's kind of got, he went from one Gershwin show to the next and he had one SD twin over there and one SD twin now. I haven't really asked him what it, what it's been like to work with both of us because he's one of yeah, the few yeah. that like has kind of played opposite, you know, each one of us on stage. Um, so that's, that's been a joy. He is hilarious. Oh my gosh, what a talented actor. Oh my gosh. Um, and just, you know, some, some other, uh, uh, cast members who are just starting out who this is like, you know, one of the first big shows that they've done, which is always so fun to experience and be a part of. Um, and then you've got Broadway vets, I, you know, it's just, it's, it's an incredible, uh, very diverse cast and I, they're just, they're just wonderful. Yeah. I'm really proud to be a part of this company. Since you are going to be down in Florida for quite a while and for the holidays, it's nice that you like them. It sounds like that's uh, yes, yeah. correct. It could have it could have gone really badly. It could have been a bad holiday season for you if that wasn't the case. Yeah. But, uh, oh yeah, but for sure, for sure. It doesn't always happen. You, you, yeah. Sometimes you get lucky, and I'm so I'm very very glad this was one of those times. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So you're going to be down here, like I said, for the rest of this year. What kind of plans do you have? One for the much nicer weather than you would have in New York, but then also it is the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of those things. What's in the cards? True. So um, I know that for Thanksgiving, we're having a company sort of potluck situation because on either side of Thanksgiving, we have two, two show days. Um, So, you know, just a little, little restful celebration, good food, all that stuff. Um, And then I am fortunate to have, of some family who are snowbirds they've come down from maine uh they're like they're in the area you know an hour or so away um so hoping for christmas to see them and then of course uh hoping to see some of my miami city ballet friends while i'm in the state it's a little far it's a little far but we're gonna we're gonna see if we can make something happen um uh yeah but it does feel nice to be back in florida for sure and uh, and I'm not mad that it's, you know, 84 degrees outside right now. This could be yeah. worse, you know? Like- yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I live in Orlando, but I was in New York yesterday. So I flew home yesterday. So I was like, yeah, the weather, this is why I live here still. Yeah, uh, this is, we're okay. Home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the uh, wintertime, it's not as humid. It's just lovely. Yeah, it's yeah, so nice. Is, but yeah. Check back yeah. with me in like June or July, though. So oh, that's what I'm that. like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's a little rough. Yeah. yeah, and down, having <laughs> having lived in Miami, you know, it gets even worse down there. So, uh, uh, yeah, Oof. rough. Yeah. Well, you've got a show tonight, so I'll wrap it up uh, here. I won't take <laughs> any more of your time. But this is a show, like you said, it has a lot of laughs. It's got some some heart in there, and it's got some incredible music, incredible dancing. But if people are still like, I'm not sure. It's not really a holiday thing. It's not a holiday-themed show. Do I really want to go spend... 
you know, two and a half hours or whatever and not see a Christmas Carol or the Grinch or something. Why is this a show that you think makes sense for this time of year? Oh, you know, when we first started rehearsals, we, we talked a lot about community and about, um, lifting each other up and banding together and caring about each other and working together. And Polly has a line, you know, in the show that says we've been, we've been working together and caring about each other and feeling alive. And I think that especially around the holidays, um, there's, you know, a lot of people tend to be reflective of what they're grateful for. And, um, you know, I think community is a big one. And, uh, and this show, you know, this small town bands together to make, to make something magical happen. And I think that, you know, this time of year is full of magic, full of love and love, you know, will lead the way. So it's a, it's kind of a a really good, good, feel good uh, time of year and a really feel good show. Yeah, I mean, if you threw in, like, if Bella Zangler was actually, like, surprisingly Santa, it could be a Santa! Hallmark movie. Like, it could <laughs> be, like... Absolutely! Oh, my gosh, that's yeah. so spot on. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the guy who was working in banking goes to a small town, falls in yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it I is... A, I, look, I watch every single Hallmark Christmas movie, so, like, I know them inside and out, but they're all the Honestly, same. And they really yes. are. They are crazy <laughs> for you. So, anyway. It is amazing. <laughs> so, sir, thank you so much. Uh, have a wonderful show tonight. I cannot wait to thank see it tomorrow. You. And oh, I hope you have we a hope you enjoy. Time. Thank you so much. I love talking to you. <laughs>